So hello, and welcome to Why Does This Keep Happening to Me? I am Dr. B, and today I'm so excited to have Mara Benner. She is the owner of Four Directions Wellness in Alexandria, Virginia, and she's affiliated with the George Washington Center for Integrative Medicine. She has over 30 years of experience in the healthcare field, and she is now focused on mind, body, and spirit connection using ancient non-pharmacological approaches, such as Reiki, meditation, chakra healing, intuitive readings, reflexology, among many other approaches. So welcome, Mara. Hi, Dr. B. It's so wonderful to be here, and thank you so much for this opportunity. Sure. Yeah. So I love when I was reading about your approach, because I feel like so many people that treat, uh, you know, all different medical conditions fail to take into consideration this mind, body, spirit aspect of it. Right. So I'm wondering if you could tell me also your story and how you went into that direction, how you became interested in this. Well, it may be, at least at the beginning, it was very traditional, and then it became a little non-traditional, I guess. Um, so my background's actually in gerontology. I love working with seniors. I worked in nursing homes, hospice, home health, and I actually went up on the hill and worked on Capitol Hill in healthcare, um, and from there moved into running national trade, home health associations, and ultimately worked for a large corporation. Um, that supported home health and hospice. And that whole time, I was a big proponent of healthcare, really supporting quality metrics. Um, and then at the same time I was doing that, I was also on my own personal exploration and so enjoyed. I had the opportunity to go to China and train, train with a Qigong master. Um, and to the extent you can learn any of this, because these are really lifelong learning um, techniques and processes. Just so love that. I went to a two-year seminary program, Interfaith, Interspiritual, which was tremendous. Mm. Um, and then from there, just really began wanting to do a deep dive into ancient healing approaches. And so I have had um, really the honor of being able to explore those more, whether it's Reiki or meditation, um, just whatever it is. I've just I had such a great pleasure of exploring that. Mm -hmm. And now I really love working with the, the medical team over at GW University and the Center for Integrative Medicine in helping because what they're doing is we have primary care doctors, as well as a whole team of different types of practitioners, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is looking at the patient that we receive in a whole um, person perspective. And I really believe that's so critical. We're actually finding now with COVID mm -hmm. that that is such an important component because we have these individuals known as long haulers, all age groups, really people who are very healthy in the ages of 30 and 40, who now are experiencing all different types, mind, body, and spirit mm -hmm. symptoms following what they had with COVID. So it's really encouraging the healthcare, our traditional traditional healthcare system to look more deeply at how we're treating individuals, which is just fascinating. Yeah. So how do you do that at, you know, let's say GW where it's, I actually, that's my, um, I'm a I went there as well. <laughs> so how do you do that in that 
you know, medical model and integrate the spirituality and the energy healing part of it? Yeah, so it's it's really, you know, when you look at integrative departments and most teaching um, universities in the country have an integrative department, there's an interest in combining all of these techniques. And so there's different research that's been out there. I know you're aware of Dr. Swarbrick's Eight Dimensions of Wellness, which is mm-hmm. encouraging us to really look deeply at all aspects of our lives. Um, Duke University has been well known for its integrative department. And so it's such an honor for me to be working with the team at GW. Um, When they pull me in, it's usually for someone who wants to explore their own health and well-being at a much deeper level. Um, So there's, and we're finding this, right? We know that there's people out there now who are saying something just isn't, there's something, there's another way that I want to address this. And so they're wanting to explore it. A lot of times it's related to cancer or chronic illnesses where they're just feeling as if there's something more to all of it and they want to understand it better. Mm -hmm. And part of what I do is the empowerment process of letting that person know that their body is a team player with them. Mm-hmm. Not that they themselves cause the illness. There's some concepts out there that suggest that. But rather, as the, the body being the team player, the body wants to say, hey, I, I want you to listen to me. I want you to hear what I have to say. And so we explore that as well as, as just kind of tapping in to those spiritual aspects of and spirits defined any way you wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. passion that you have, or maybe it is a particular religion, however that is for you. Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting opportunity to help that person combine all aspects and hear for themselves what's what's taking place. To be yeah. Do you find that some patients are, you know, more readily open to, oh, okay, yeah, that's, you know, that I can see is rooted in my lack of forgiveness for this person or my anger and resentment towards that, or my not letting go of self doubt, you know, whatever it is versus other people, perhaps, no, I don't want to go down that. that. That doesn't really help. Have you seen that, you know, that make a huge difference in their healing? Yeah. You know, I, what I find is if they've signed up to go to an integrative department, there is something within them that is interested in exploring this more deeply. So just to begin with, they're probably saying, okay, I'm ready to accept. I've got to watch my diet and be more, you know, be careful about my nutrition. I'm ready to consider what types of um, healthy supplements I want to use. Often it's a bit of, um, I'm, I'm interested and okay with pharmaceuticals, but I'd really like to see if there's other approaches that I can adopt. Um, so there's usually, whenever they sign up for integrative medicine, there's that willingness to go deeper and explore at a much broader level what's taking place. Mm-hmm. And because, it, you know, when we're at the integrative medicine department, we're really offering them all different types of healing modalities and, and this is where it's just fascinating. You know, you learn as you go through your life. Yes. I used to think there's quality metrics and every, you know, condition should be treated the same. And now I realize that the healing process is very individual, very mm-hmm. personal. And so one size does not fit all. And we've got to really work with that person to pull down the right healing techniques and really have them also take ownership and say what it is that they want. 
Yeah. It's really like an art in a way, right? Where you're with a person and you're feeling it and you're sensing, okay, with another person, I would go in this direction, but with this person, I would go in that direction. So I'm wondering too, for you, because usually when people go into this work, it's because they've had their own personal experience with healing. So was there anything about your path or what can you share about your path that, you know, that has informed your approach? Yeah, I think for me, um, and this is also something that just fascinates me overall. Mine was really spiritual. Um, I was born Christian. Um, my grandmother was a Christian scientist, so believed in mind, mind over matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big philosophy for me. And so through my whole life, I was just fascinated by different spiritual aspects and wanted to understand them at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And what fascinates me is no matter which technique, yoga, qigong, tai chi, you know, all of these were actually a spiritual practice before they were ever fitness or considered healing. We like to call them healing in the US, but they were really spiritual to begin with. So for me it was it was that aspect and then it was also the fact that it just didn't make sense in healthcare that we only treated one aspect of an individual when you could see there was so much more happening for that person. Mm-hmm. And, and so there seemed to be a major disconnect. And that was, that was something that also just pulled me in. And then when I realized that all these ancient healing techniques, no matter which culture you come from, before there was a healthcare system, they all knew you had an ability to optimally heal within your body and that was a whole person. They never treated just one aspect. They worked on the whole of the individual. Mm-hmm. And so I love the fact that we, it seems as if a culture, we are starting to return back to that philosophy and that concept. Mm-hmm. They're all just all these different cultures and ancient healings, healing, I guess, approaches. They all just use different labels, but I feel like it's all the same work. Mm-hmm. No. And it's, it's, Uh, taking down the barriers between the mind body, because there isn't, there aren't any barriers, right? It's all one. But as it West in our Western culture, we are not trained to think that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We separate everything. Yeah. We're like, let's work on integrating, but they're already integrated. We just don't know they are. (laughs) Yeah. So for someone that's listening for the first, that has, doesn't have a lot of knowledge on this way of, you know, of approaching, an illness or condition. Can you give an example of, um, you know, how, I don't know, like maybe somebody you've treated, how one overlaps with the other. I think when we were communicating back and forth, I was telling you how I had one lady who under hypnosis, you know, she had, um, she had really severe arthritis and she was in her thirties in her hands and through realizing that she was holding on to something so dearly that she wasn't forgiving herself for her arthritis got better. So, you know, do you have a story that kind of, you know, illustrates something like that? Well, I, I, you know, it runs the gamut, obviously. And so it's kind of fascinating as I'm, you know, just like you mentioned, it it is so unique and so individualized. Um, I have had the gamut of all different types of chronic illnesses and cancer. Um, and it is about helping and meeting that person where they are. So I've had an individual who had a very severe chronic illness. When she would come in to see me, she had to sit particular in a particular way not to have so much pain. Mm. And as we started to do a deep dive, and I have to say, 
um, it's, you know, it's not necessarily one practitioner that's going to open it up to every aspect of, you know, to, to be able to resolve any of the issues. She really put together a nice healthcare team. Mm -hmm. And that's so important when you're, you're getting, if you get, unfortunately, the diagnosis of cancer, or any type of chronic illness, you really need to put together the right team for you in whatever way that is. That's so important. She had put together that right team. She came to me for that spiritual component and to learn techniques that would help draw out some things that she knew was underlining underneath, but couldn't Mm. quite get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just blown away that in a couple of weeks, she walked in the door, had nothing, could sit down. And she told me, I'm up, I'm leaving. I've already decided a new path. And she just decided she was going to branch out and start her own thing. And her, the symptoms she had had decreased, but it was, you know, she had really taken ownership of it. She had become very empowered Mm -hmm. and she had heard everything that the different practitioners working with her had helped and that's what we are. We're just kind of guiding and helping them along. Yeah. And I was just so impressed. I've had the opposite happen too, where I've had like a Lyme's disease patient, um, very chronic, very concerning. You know, we've worked on spiritual components, but in the third visit with me, um, the person just admitted to me that, Hey, I don't want to heal. You know, I don't Mm want to heal because, and explained X, Y, and Z. And that's important too. Um, it's yeah. a it's a information that helps you to think. Okay, if I don't want to heal, what what's going to happen? And so we explore that as well. Mm-hmm. So it runs. The, that's why it's so individualized and so unique overall. Yeah, that's we talk about that too in psychotherapy. How sometimes when people don't want to heal because their illness has become their companion. And it's, it would be lonely without it and, and sometimes covers up trauma. And so that would be exposed. So it's just, yeah, it's really fascinating. How do you use, um, you know, energy work, Reiki, you know, crystals, things like that in your healing work? Sure. So I, um, love all the different trainings um, that I've had. And so sometimes it's as if really my favorite is what I call finding your true North, which is exploring and being able to use whichever tools are needed at Mm -hmm. that moment. Um, So it's just kind of fascinating. So sometimes it's more physical if someone is, um, and this is what I often describe is, you know, we remember the autonomic nervous system Everyone Mm -hmm. in the DC area seems to be so stuck in their fight or flight response that what I need to do is help them move from fight or flight to that rest and digest. Right. And Mm. so, (laughs) so I'm using more, um, I may need to use more physical exercises like Qigong or something to help mitigate that fight or flight response that they're in. And they, they don't even realize that they're in. Um, Mm -hmm. And once you do that, and you get to a restful state, your intuitive guidance starts to kick in. And this, you know, intuition is not a gift of someone who is some terror reader out there. We all have intuition. We all have those gut instincts. Yes. That drive us good. And so that's the next journey I'm helping is on that 
um, journey of connecting with their own intuition, their own internal guidance as to what it is that they're trying to um, do from a spiritual perspective and just helping to connect all those dots. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm using Qigong and then we'll turn to Reiki and then a bit of meditation. You know, it's just very fluid and going with what that person needs at that time. Okay. That makes sense. Cause when I had read, you know, when you said finding your true North, I was like, I want to know more about that. And so what it sounds like you're saying is with everybody being stressed, anxious, fight or flight, everyone's running, 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 moving, moving, not only their bodies are moving, their minds are moving. And then with meditation, I always use the analogy of, you know, the bucket of dirt, you have to sit still to let the dirt settle so you can see clearly. Right. But what you're saying is the exact same thing, but you're not just using meditation. You're using all of these other techniques to get them out of that fight or flight, to allow the dirt to settle so you can see clearly. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Absolutely. Right. And then, you know, I'm also right. It's as a practitioner, I'm just providing you providing the um, client with tools. What yeah. I really want is for them to take on, be empowered, to take on what is it that resonates most with them to be able to continue the exploration as they move through on their own journey. So mm-hmm. it's about helping them say, um, you know what, I I don't like Reiki, but I love yoga. Uh, or I don't like any of those yoga, Reiki, I don't like any of that. I prefer to go for a run. You know, whatever it is, let's identify what those key things are for you and start to incorporate them so that they can, you can get to that place of optimal balance mm-hmm. to be able to continue on. Yeah. Do you feel your way through that? Do you get images? Like, you know, sometimes you know they can get there because, like you said, everyone has the intuition. But, with, and then with some people, it's you can get to it. And with other people, it's like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Well, let's, you know, and if do you have a way that you get there quicker, you know, so for yourself, how do you get there? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's really about um, centering before they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, um, if they ask for a session, if it's not just a Reiki session, uh, if they want, what I do is a quick intuitive energy reading. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of get a sense as to where I feel that they're off balance a bit. Yes. Um, so when they come in, I'm able, and I do it more easily if they're not there um, so that I can kind of connect in mm-hmm. so that when they arrive, I have a good sense of where we may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then working with them, I kind of have a sense as to the next steps, but you're, you're right. You know, there's, you've got to always make sure that you're kind of where that client is at that moment. And so you're checking in to kind of be aware of that and to help mm-hmm. guide the next steps. I find that my intuitive energy reading before they walk in is really beneficial and having. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That like you just do your own grounding first. Yeah. And centering and then run through, um, you know, these, these techniques are about like checking in with their chakras, understanding where there's blockages. So those things I can do in advance of them walking in and that's beneficial for me so that we can start the session off and have a good sense of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think, you know, sometimes people say, well, I can't meditate. You know, I like to move. Right. So then you do a walking meditation. We can do a walking meditation or a movement or, you know, I'm not that familiar with Qigong, but I'm what I'm, is it more movement? 
It's much more movement. Yes, mm-hmm. movement and visualization. So they combine both. Um, so they both both the Chinese, the Japanese, um, the you know any of these ancient techniques. Again, they understood that it was uh, intuitive. It was a spiritual. It was connecting in, and your body wasn't the main focus. It was making sure that you were connecting with your spirit and mind, too. So in uh, Qigong, you are doing movement, but you're also doing visualization. Mm. You're feeling it moving forward. You're feeling that energy. That's the other aspect of all these ancient healing approaches. They all knew we had energy within us. That energy gets blocked, it gets stagnated, and that we can work with it. We can feel the energy, we can sense it, we can work with that. Yeah. Coming back in, inwards, mm-hmm. as opposed to running outwards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So then do the visualizations, do they, do you get more, maybe it's both coming for to you or to the patient or do, do they connect at some point, you know, regarding their ailment? Yes. So, you know, I, I can connect in with that, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's not important. You know, often you visit maybe, um, you know, if you go for, let's say, if you go to the, what's known so well in the energy world, which is tarot reading, which is Mm -hmm. all just another way of connecting in. um, My concern with that is that it is someone else telling you how your life should be. Yes. And it's really not the point of this. That's, that's not it. It's, it's about us being there to help and assist you feel, sense, know your own things. And so my role isn't to say, here's what I've sensed and this is what you have. My role is to sit back, have a sense, but then to help guide them in feeling, sensing, knowing their own journey and and directing their own journey in the way they wish. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pulling down the tools to help them connect in and know how they're doing it. So build that muscle and then get, you know, decrease the noise, yes. increase the intuition, able to hear. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So that's where it, it's also moving from looking outwards to for a solution, which is also probably, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience with Christianity, but there's always like this looking outwards, looking, help me, help me praying outwards, as opposed to really in the Bible, it says the kingdom of heaven is within you, <laughs> but people don't look within them. They are always looking outside of them. Exactly. So prayer is about us praying to the divine God, whatever mm-hmm. word you like to use. Meditation is us hearing from spirit, what it is that they are trying to guide us on. So it is a two-way relationship and we've got to work on that two-way relationship. Um, And so that's, again, it's, it's not for me as the practitioner to know that it's really for them to be able to feel, experience it in whatever way it's going to come through for them. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. You know, I do past life regressions too. And again, Mm -hmm. even with the past life regression, it's not about me feeling it. It's about, you know, a past life doesn't have any bearance or doesn't have any meaning unless that individual can understand why it's having some sort of an impact on this life or, or their journey overall. And so I want that individual to resonate. So I'm constantly checking in with my clients to make sure that whatever we're doing is resonating for them 
in order to be able to help them on their journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remembered from the, my, the past life training. I went to Brian Weiss's uh, like a five day and I remember there was, you know, there's always some people in the audience are like, well, is this real? And what he kept saying is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if this is real or metaphor or fantasy that there's something about what your mind is coming up with that is healing to you and trusting that without criticizing it or critiquing it. Right. Beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's listening right now and this is all new, what would you, what words of advice would you give to, for them to start listening to that voice, you know, get started on this path? It's so important. And it's so important. You know, I I have the honor sometimes of um, training medical students. And so I talk to them about listening to our clients because it's actually ironic, but we speak what it is that emotionally is going on. We do that all the time. So um, I really like to be able to train medical students on how to listen, how to be aware, even of the metaphorical aspects of what that is. So um, Mm -hmm. thank you for bringing that up, too, because it's just so important. Likewise, needing to recognize that our body is a team player with us. And that we're all on this journey of a healing process. You know, it's a healing journey for all of us. As soon as you start to learn one thing, something else will come into play. It's just the rhythm of life that takes place. Mm-hmm. And so what I encourage is, um, if people are interested, is to begin to delve into this and to explore it. You do need to be aware. So you do want to make sure that anyone that you go to has um, a strong background, has good credentials. And I personally say, do a gut instinct, you know, a gut mm-hmm. check. If it doesn't feel right, walk away. Don't don't stay with it. If it's not helping you to move forward in a positive direction, you know, it might be kind of difficult um, as things come up for you. But if it's not feeling like it's really helping and supporting your healing journey, then find the right practitioner that will work with you and guide you. Um, There are so many ways to explore. People always ask me, like, what should I start with? And that's really what we have to do is find the right roadmap and see Mm -hmm. and explore different techniques to see what works for them as well. So yeah, step two. Yeah, I think meditation, I always tell people just start with 10 minutes of meditation, use an app, just kind of like dip your foot in the water and see what that feels like. And maybe that's it. And maybe it's not right. But at least that gets your foot in to slowing down, you know, and or yoga, that's more accessible for people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the words that they use, I think what you mentioned that with your medical students, the words that people use are also very informative. So if somebody says, I think this, they're more in their head, I feel this, they're more in their body. Or oftentimes people will say something like, um, oh, I feel bad asking for that. You know, so I'm like, oh, sorry, you feel like a burden, you know, just like listening to the actual words, they're so valuable that we tell ourselves and that we're speaking to others as well. Yeah. yeah. It's in, and it shows up physically after a while, if you continue potentially, if it continues on. So it's a way of being able to listen and just hear what, what's taking place. And, it, you know, we're just not taught to be aware of ourselves in that manner, which is kind of fascinating too. Yeah. But. Yeah. So where can people find you online and, you know, if they want to come and see you? 
Sure. So with COVID, thank you for asking. With COVID, we're completely up virtually, mm-hmm. um, but it's fourdirectionswellness.com. So um, four is F-O-U-R, directions with an S, wellness.com. And um, we teach classes um, that are all virtual. And mm-hmm. so um, we'll be putting up additional classes. But right now we have definitely our Reiki schedule up. We offer a self, uh, a one-hour complimentary self-care training on Reiki. So if you like to, just Ooh. join us with that as well. And then do the individual sessions too. And ironically, um, it's just wonderful because it's um, so impactful that it, everyone feels the same techniques, even virtually, which is just amazing. So yeah, who would have thought, right? <laughs> that energy travels. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it was such a pleasure to be with you. So thank yes. you very much. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. This is Dr. B with Why Does This Keep Happening to Me? And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.